Hello and welcome back to the Start Creating Podcast. This is episode 22. This week, I'm going to tell you why it's important to not focus on your numbers. In fact, if you're so married to the roller coaster that is YouTube numbers or social media numbers, it can lead to a very unhealthy life where you're focusing on how many views your video got last week, this week, today, tomorrow, last hour, and that's really not healthy. I also warn you that, warning, the YouTube dashboard is coming. That's right. The beta's been in place for a long time now, so you should really, really get used to the fact that it's going to come. They've been warning us for months. They've been practicing it for a year. If you've not already had a look at the beta, then you're silly and stupid. In fact, there's a load of playlists on my YouTube channel that I've dedicated to teaching you this thing. Also, we take a trip down memory lane, and I tell you that YouTube is a marathon, not a sprint. So are you ready? Here we go! Welcome to the Start Creating Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow on social media, from YouTube to Instagram and so much more. I am your host, Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. I have around about 12 years worth of experience in this industry, from web development to social media marketing and video editing in itself. This podcast will be about news, tips, tricks, and your submitted questions should you need any help within the social media space. So follow, subscribe, enjoy the ride, go out there, start creating. The year is coming to an end. We are in October, it's the 21st as I record this. So yes, I'm recording it a day or so before it goes live on... Apple Podcasts and Podbean and Anchor, which you should definitely be listening to on your your mobile phone if you're you're going about. If you're listening to this on YouTube right now on the replay when it goes up on Saturday, you can get these on your phone by going to startcreatingpodcast.com or for searching Start Creating Podcast in any of your normal podcast app. Now, why am I ranting on about the fact that it's nearly the end of the year? Well, That means that we're very, very close to YouTube taking away the classic studio. Over the last year, in fact, they've been testing out a beta. And they've been warning for over a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to take, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to, it's going to go. Oh, by the way, we're we're moving everything over from classic. They've been warning us. It will happen. I don't know when, but at some point soon, they will remove the YouTube Classic Dashboard. That means that you should be using the beta. They've deliberately been forcing things into beta. They've been removing the bookmarks. They've been removing the ability to skip back to the old classic. Every time you go to the analytics section, it goes, oh, are you sure you don't want to look at this in the da- the beta? You should be using the beta by now, right? I've done enough tutorials on the beta as well to help you on the core basics, but it means that it is it's coming close. They're adding additional features that you can't get anywhere else. Now, why am I warning you? Because I know it's going to happen. There's going to be some of you that just completely forget that it's coming and then they'll throw a hissy fit. I don't know when they're going to replace it. Let's say, theoretically, they replace it on January 1st. There's going to be an outcry that, oh, you know, where that where's that feature gone? I can't do this, or I used to do it this way, and now I can't, and now I want to do it that way. 
right? You need to start learning now. You need to force yourself now to use the new dashboard, right? Whether that's the new design, whether that's the new upload feature, whether that's how you use your tags. I know it doesn't work the same as it used to, but if you get used to the new way of doing things, it won't be a shock when they force you to use it. Now, I'm a sucker for things like that. I, I'm using um, like Coral Draw, photo, like Paint Shop Pro. Um, sorry, um, not Paint Shop Pro. This is where I'm, I'm showing you. Like, it's 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 the old Coral Draw program, right? And I've been using that for years, right? Yeah, Paint Shop Pro. I've been using Paint Shop Pro over Photoshop. Um, I've got Photoshop. I pay for Photoshop. I don't use it, right? My problem is the learning curve, and I understand that, right? When I first switched over to Adobe Premiere Pro. It, it takes a while, you get frustrated, why is it not doing this, why is it doing that, how do I do this, how do I do that, right, the difference there is that the software, there will always be tutorials for you to look at, to find, on how it works, right, and if you need those tutorials for the YouTube Studio Beta, once again, I've got a load of them on my channel, I've even got a playlist, if you need help, right, the difference is, is that software, you can keep using until you get fed up with it, and then finally upgrading, the YouTube Studio dashboard will be forced on you in the coming months. So you need to start doing it now. Even my categories. Right? So, <laughs> that's my guest host for the week. My cat. So, <coughs> and my cult. Yeah, but basically, you need to start paying attention. You need to do the dashboard. You need to change over. Because if you don't, you're going to have a shock right and and how else are you going to track your numbers you know because that's what the main part of this podcast is this week you paying way too much attention to your numbers and why you should not let your channel and your growth be dictated about how much you have or haven't grown over the night or the evening because it will drive you loopy so Go and check out the YouTube Studio Beta. Learn it. If you need help, go and check out my playlists. They will help you. Don't get stuck behind. Because if if that's the excuse that kills off your channel, if you in January or February or whenever they do it, they take away all of these features and you're like, oh, you know what, I can't use it, so screw it. You will kick yourself in two, three years' time, all because you just didn't prep yourself in advance. Now, before we deep dive into why your numbers on your YouTube channel aren't the most important things, right, and how you could start your own YouTube channel, I want to give you a little kickstart, a little heads up. Why don't you go to alanspicer.com forward slash ebook to download my top tips. These are my 10 top tips for starting and growing a YouTube channel. These are all my tips that I've used to get to nearly 10,000 subscribers and over 1 million views recently. So that's alanspicer.com forward slash ebook for your chance to download a completely free ebook to get you started. So many people get hooked on the constant pursuit of numbers. Everyone's hoping that they'll wake up the next day and that they've gained 5, 10, 20, 30, 100 subscribers. Now, my honest suggestion to you is that focusing on the numbers can be very harmful 
for you, not only mentally, but but personally, physically, that if you're so stuck on the idea of growing, that you're so stuck on the idea of chasing and pursuing, that you're more into the vanity metrics that is YouTube than the actual art of YouTube. First of all, you need to make sure that you are creating content that you love, that you're in a niche, that you're making videos about a topic that you love, because that should be enough for you, for you to create content that you love making. Let's say you really love Pokemon, or you really love knitting, or you really love football, right? That the whole love of talking about that football team that you love, the formations, the tactics, the manager, right? Their history, their future, those kind of things should be your driving force initially. Because when you first start on YouTube, it is a climb. It really is. Now, my YouTube channel is an educational channel, which immediately means that it's going to take longer to grow than, say, an uh, an entertainment channel. I know this from personal experience, in fact. Let's say you're pandering to an audience and it's more funny or risque or topical. You have a little bit more leeway. If you're ranting on about something that is, say, wrestling, for example, you're able to pull in a wrestling audience. You're able to make it weird or quirky or funny, or you're able to react to what's happening week to week to week, something new, something fresh. A good example of this is Cultaholic or WrestleTalk. Both of those are UK-based. Both of those are passion products, projects where they're ranting about the thing that they love. Right, They're able to entertain people, and they don't necessarily have to educate people. Look at my last podcast for the difference between entertainment and education when it goes to growing a YouTube channel. Right, But if you was focusing on the numbers, you're already losing, right? Because you're already pinning your, your self-worth to a metric. It's like all of those girls and all of those boys that are on Instagram that need their video to get 30, 40, 50, 100, 200, 1,000 likes. Because if they don't, they feel unpopular. They feel unwanted. They feel unneeded. They feel failure. YouTube is a long-haul game. And it's not just YouTube, for that matter. I'm only using YouTube because that's what I know the most. right? But whether you're trying to grow on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or... Let's be honest, you're not growing on Tumblr. Nobody's growing on Tumblr. Right? But if you're trying to grow anything, a business, a brand, it will take time. It does snowball. And you have to put that legwork in to start with. You have to be willing to sacrifice your time with blood, guts, gore, effort, lack of sleep. You have to kick and scream and shout to get there. So focusing on the numbers can be very mentally hard. What you should be doing is focusing on your content. I am a firm believer that you need to make your first 100 videos. I even made a video about making your first 100 videos, right, which no doubt I'll link in the show notes, and if not, it's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer. The reason why you need to make your first 100 videos is not only will that be the, the bedrock, the foundation of your channel, 
but it will teach you how to make those videos, how to stand on camera, how to frame yourself, how to feel comfortable, learn how to talk, learn how to edit. You, you may be able to shortcut some of this. You may be able to come to your new channel after having done a channel previously, and you kind of know your framing and your camera and that kind of thing, but you still need to build up those 100 videos to start with. Because within those 100 videos, you'll learn out of there what which ones are your first main traffic source. I call them cash cow traffic. I'm sure there's another term for it, but these are old videos that every day, no matter what, will always get you views, which will always get you subscribers. I've got a few. I've got some really powerful ones that get me around about five, six, seven hundred views a day. And I've got other ones that get me about 20, 30, 40 views a day. They are still cash cow traffic. In other words, they are old things that continue to generate just like income within business. They are cash cows. If you, if, you, if you know what that means in business, they are your top leaders. Those are your, your, your things that make you money constantly. This might be a $20 chocolate bar that you bought for a pound, but they continue to make you money, right? Or you go out the other way in which you know that something that cost you a lot of money but will get you views, that could be your lost leader. In other words, if I was to put out a motivational video, I know in the long run that will build me a brand of me being motivational, right? I might get, I might not get many views now, but I know in the long run it will get me views. My lost leaders on my YouTube channel, under kind of research and under um, understanding, would be my how-to tutorials, not the how to get subscribers, but the things like how to hit subscribe button, how to report to people, how to add subtitles. Because initially, it's a lot of effort to make a video, and I won't get many views on day one, but some of my best videos that have 200,000 views are those type of videos, right? So you need to look at it from this way. You create your first 100 videos, you understand within those 100 videos that 75, 80 of those will be dud. They won't get traffic. They might get your first initial views, but they'll do nothing. Let's say 80 of those are dud. 20 are now left that are getting on and off some traffic. And out of those 20, maybe one or two do really well compared to the rest of them. When I say really well, it might just mean that they're getting 10, 20 a day and the rest are getting one a day, those 10, 20 a day might mean that for your channel, there's something in it. So you have a look at those videos. You tweak them. You change them. You maybe remake a new one, or you make more, more than a series, or you understand why that video was popular. Say, for example, it was an unboxing video. Okay, so maybe unbox more. Maybe it was a money finance video. Maybe talk more about finances. Or if, it's, if you're a gaming channel, maybe you're showing them how to complete a certain activity. For example, how to beat Crota on the Crota's end raid in Destiny 1. So why not make more of those how to complete a raid video? Now, <coughs> I apologise for my cough. I'm currently tackling with the wonderful changing into winter. I do it every year when my... When it goes from warm to cold, I, I always have 
problems, but bear with me. Anyway, so, yes, the the problem is, is that if you focus on numbers too often and too constantly, it can be demoralising, especially over the course of a year. Now, we're, we've just arrived in October at the point that I'm recording this, should you be listening in future, and September was a terrible month for analytics. It even dropped down in August on a few of my client channels, right? It depends. I tend to find when the kids are out of school, we we suffer. Um, So we have spring break in America and we have the same kind of break in the UK and the kids aren't around to watch and to prop up YouTube because let's be honest that's the a core demographic um for constant views so you had a dip in September now imagine if you didn't know that it dips in September and you didn't realize that income as in adwords adsense money dips from like January to March if you didn't know that and you staked your claim and you was working from month to month then you'd look at December and go, wow, look at all that money, because December's really good, because they're putting out, you know, Christmas adverts and party political adverts, if you're in America, from October next year, right? That's, you know, try and get Trump out. Or not, I don't care, it's not my country. So, yes, basically, there's there's fluctuations. So if you were working from month to month, oh, well, why, why did I earn $200 in December, but I'm only earning $50 in January? because the efforts have changed. Why did I get loads of views in December, but not so many in January? Well, in December, there was Christmas and kids were around, right? And they were bored at Christmas time, so they started hunting, or they was looking for tutorials or reviews based on their products or their services, or how-tos on the game that they just got for Christmas. But in January, they're back at school, right? So if you run by the peaks and troughs of your numbers, you can be demoralized very quickly, what I do is I tend to average my my numbers over 90 days. And even then, I take it with a pinch of salt. I have a look at the trend that is within those 90 days. Also, 90 days is a very good period of time to understand how well a video is doing. Because you may get a first few views in your first week or so, and then nothing. And then by the end of the third month, it can start to take off. I know mine does that quite often it seems to to grow with confidence <coughs> as YouTube has a look at that video, has a look at how many people have come to that video, its click-through rate, its retention rate, its tags, and then it will re-rank it, and then it will re-do, uh, do it again another 90 days and another 90 days. That's why you'll see things move around two, three times a year. That's because... All it's doing is churning through all the stuff that was previously there. And they'll tweak the algorithm a little bit and they'll ch- and there's always drama or but anyway, the, the general concept is, is that yeah, fine, you can look at the numbers, but don't let it rule your life, because it can absolutely ruin it. Especially if you are so sensitive to the point that, well, my last video got fifty views, and now this one's only got three or four, but that one's got a thousand. Why? You need to be working on creating content that you love, that you love to churn out, because it's your hobby or your passion or you like helping people or you like educating people. Because if you if you can make a video and be happy, mm. upload it and then, you know, 
not worry if it does well or not right now, then you're already winning. Right? It's the people that show up consistently with no expectations of growth, but consistently uploading content that grow on YouTube. Good example is like Brian G. Johnson. He uploaded a load of videos to start with. He was a bit quirky, but he was slow and steady, and he slowly grew over years. Nick Nimmin, Roberto Blake. Roberto Blake did 100 videos for little to no subscribers. You have a look at um, the tech review guy, which I can't remember his name of. Marcus, Marcus Brownlee, Marcus Blackley, Marcus MK something something B. I, Marcus Brownlee. There you go. <coughs> you can tell that I don't tend to watch him, but Roberto Blake uses him as an example. He he made 100 videos to get 74 subscribers. It's not how many, it's your practice. It's not how many, it's the quality of your content. It's not how many, it's you liking the thing that you do. Right? I've got nearly 400 videos on my YouTube channel. I'm about to hit 10,000 subscribers. I've just plowed past 1.1 million views. But for the first year, I pumped out videos. So that must have easily been, let's say, 150, 200 videos in my first year. And I got, what, less than less than 1,000 subscribers. It's only this year that it's gone crazy growth-wise, and that's all down to the fact that there was already 200 videos on the channel, because YouTube could start suggesting stuff to them, right? It's in the last year that I've gained 8,000, 8,500 subscribers, which means I'm going to hit 10,000 subscribers in about, I don't know, I think it's about two weeks now until I hit 10,000 subscribers. But if I can do it, you can do it too, but I did it because I wasn't religious every morning looking at how many video views that video got or how many views this channel has or how many subscribers I got yesterday, right? Looking at the numbers is your path to failure. Looking at your numbers is a path to depression. You can win YouTube if you focus on the long term and create content that you love, you can win YouTube if you simply go out there and start creating rather than focusing on numbers that don't matter. Especially at day one, you should be focusing on numbers at day five, day 10, day 30, day 90, and then year five, year 10. You look for the future, not for now. Now, one of the things that many people overlook is the fact that, yes, if you are creating content, it does take time. And yes, there are numbers involved in which you focus on them too much. It can drive you insane. But what you also need to know, which is really important, is that YouTube is a marathon and not a sprint. So in this trip down memory lane, I'm gonna share with you one of my YouTube videos where I preach exactly that, the importance of understanding that you're not putting on your sprinting shoes. You are not Usain Bolt. You need to get ready for the marathon. You need to pace yourself and understand that it will take time 
But at the end, you will win as long as you're still jogging in that marathon. YouTube. It's one of those things that many people get wrong. Many people get impatient. Many people like to look at others and go for the sprint. I'm here to tell you that YouTube's a marathon and not a sprint. Whilst I'm walking along my local canal. This has become one of my favourite things in the morning. I drop off my wonderful stepdaughter and she goes off to nursery and in a process I gain like an hour and a half, two hours where the world's not fully awake. They're off to work but because I work from home I kind of get this weird buffer zone where everyone's manic and focused on their own world and I've got the canal <laughs> which means you might get a few more of these because this is my little mini marathon every morning going for a stroll whilst your marathon should be the one that's on YouTube. Now so many people look at YouTube and see the established YouTube stars and they're like well they're making that content and how, how can they make that content and still survive? How comes they with that type of quality of content is the top person. Let's have a look at PewDiePie for example. His content nowadays isn't hugely high production, it never has been, let's be honest, but he has now close to 100 million subscribers. And people look at him and go, well he started off by screaming at a camera and now he's got millions of views. If he can do it, I can do it. I could do that better. I can do that in a week. People don't consider the hard work that it takes to get to where he was in the first place. This is the whole marathon versus sprint idea. Basically, he's been on YouTube for I don't know, 10 years? And in the process, he's amassed 100 million subscribers. I started this journey a long time ago, just not necessarily directly on YouTube. I initially started in the industry when I was a web developer for a web development company, and within that time I learned how to create titles, write blogs, optimise websites, sort out search engine optimization. When I first started this channel, I was so, so happy if one video got 40 views within their first month, within their first week. I was so happy if I gained 10 subscribers the first month. That should be how it is. It makes you understand and appreciate every view. Now come on, let's be honest, there's going to be very few of us that ever pop, there's going to be very few of us that ever explode and grow, that make this a full-time thing, but there are ways that you can help yourself. I have around about 300 videos on this channel. Out of those 300, some of them do well, some of them do not. <laughs> now the advantage is that if you have that back catalogue you can bolster yourself, you can create enough content that you become searchable, you create enough content that people will find you in time. It's kind of like brute forcing it. Now over the last 20 months I've gone from getting 10, 20, 30, 40 views a week to getting two, 3,000 views per day and the back catalogue helps with that. People will find you, people will enjoy one of your videos and they'll go and binge watch the rest of your content. But 300 videos doesn't happen overnight. 300 videos is time, effort, dedication and understanding your niche or what you want to talk about, what your audience is looking for. It has taken me months and months on end to get to a point where last month I gained an extra 700-800 subscribers and the month before that 600, 400, 200. For ages I was struggling at around about 10 a month, but it's because of this commitment, because of these videos, because of this back catalogue 
that it snowballs. It is the running the marathon of YouTube that helps you grow. You're not going to go from one to a thousand subscribers in a day, no matter what charlatans say on the internet. Now that being said, I may be growing at 700 odd subscribers a month at the moment. I may have gained 2,000 subscribers in the last three months, but I'm still seen as a small YouTuber. I don't have tens of thousands of subscribers. I don't have a silver play button just yet. You may have a few hundred subscribers and you may be looking at me and thinking, well, you know, Alan's got five, six thousand subscribers. He's a big YouTuber. You may be looking at me and thinking, well, Alan went full-time on YouTube with 3,000 subscribers. He even made a video about it. But I'm not the typical YouTuber. I have a business that runs alongside YouTube consulting people. I sell products and services. I sell my time and the 11 years that I was in web development before now act as my income. Not as a web developer, as a consultant, as an SEO expert, as a video creator, as a YouTube consultant that continues to grow and proves he can grow. So even in my shoes right now, I'm still running the marathon. So you may have 100 subscribers and I may have 6,000 subscribers, but the marathon is still there to be run. I'm not sprinting my way to success, the success that you were looking at from the big YouTubers like PewDiePie who does crappy videos nowadays or whatever. If you're starting on YouTube right now, I honestly, truly suggest you have a five year plan in mind. Where do you wanna be in five years time? What do you need to do to get to it? Work your way back from that. So in five years time, you might want to have a thousand videos, you want to be getting X amount of views, and maybe a subscriber count. Now, you have a look at the things that you can control in that situation. You can control how many videos you've made, right, within that five year period. You can't necessarily control how many people choose to subscribe to you, but you can control how well your videos are. You can control if you're getting better or tweaking them, or if you're dialing into your niche. Sort out the five year plan and the views and subscribers will follow. And most importantly, never give up. At the end of the day, if you are running this marathon, if you run two, five, seven, 14, 20 odd miles of this marathon, why would you give up before you hit the end of the race? Never give up. So many people, so many more talented people than me have created YouTube channels and I've seen them come and go and I miss those people. They may be part of the old movie club, they may be part of their own little YouTube bubble, but they've come and they've gone and they've disappeared and they gave up too soon. It's time for you to go with the flow and maybe go for a walk on your local canal because you never know how beautiful the life is around you. These hidden gems could be just around your corner. Thank you for listening to the Start Creating Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks and advice from Alan Spicer, that's me, then go to youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. See you soon. Go out there, start creating.